0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. On this week's episode, I am chatting with Roe Thomas from the Wealthy-esque podcast. So Roe is an attorney, a mindset strategist, and a personal finance coach who believes that true wealth is having control of your time. Her podcast, Wealthy Esque, helps lawyers and other professionals to reframe their mindset and to manage their money to achieve financial independence and ultimately more control over their lives. So today on the episode, we're gonna dive right into Rose's story and learn about how you know you can manage your own mindset and your money mindset in order to reach the financial independence that you desire. We also talk about how um, financial independence is actually a form of self-care and the importance of living life intentionally. So I'm super excited to share this episode with you guys today. And so let's dive in to my conversation with Roe. Hi Ro, welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. How are you doing today? Doing well,
1: Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. How are you?
0: I'm doing really good. It's um, Friday, and I'm super ready for the weekend.
1: (laughs) I understand completely. It's actually um, my anniversary this weekend tomorrow. And so this will be interesting trying to celebrate in a pandemic.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come up with some creative ideas, right? That's what we've had to do the past year. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, so thank you for coming on. And can you Just tell our audience a little bit more about you, your family, your career background and your business and just your story and tell them a little bit more about you.
1: Absolutely. So my name is Ro Thomas. I am a wife and mom of two boys, ages four and two. I'm also a trademark lawyer and a financial coach, which has been really fun. And all of that kind of stems from when I was younger, wanted to be a lawyer, like watching Matlock and Law and Order and all those kinds of things. And then financial coaching came about from my own personal finance journey, which I know we'll get into as well.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So can you tell us just a little bit about how you kind of decided to start your, I guess, side hustle while you were a lawyer? And why did you decide to start the financial coaching?
1: Yes. So all of that started about four years ago after we had our first son. My husband and I were looking at our work schedules. As I mentioned, I am a lawyer, he's a doctor. So we've got some kind of demanding careers there. For and sure, we, but we realized that our schedules wouldn't allow us to be as present as we wanted to be for our kids. Like we were very much just busy all the time. It would not be for us to be making it home at like seven, eight, and that kind of thing. And so, right looking at the way that we wanted to raise our family, those schedules weren't going to match up. And so as I was headed back to work after my maternity leave, we were looking at our finances to see if we could make some changes. And we found that we were over $670,000 in debt with a negative $342,000 net worth. And so it was like, okay, we won't be changing anything up and be going right back to work and you know doing these things yeah uh, we didn't make changes to our schedules at that time you know we continued on full-time and we started looking up how to pay off debt and came across stories of people paying their debts off really quickly which we didn't even know was possible because you know the way that we were taught you just you get your loan and you pay it back whatever they tell you to pay right and so we started on that journey to pay off debt. And as we were making progress, I had colleagues and friends asking how we were doing it. And so I started off my financial coaching helping them. And I wanted to reach more people and help more people because there's this thing in law where a lot of people are like miserable or unhappy with what they're doing, but feel like they can't afford to make changes, which was exactly Mm. my story. And so I found that having made those changes to our finances, I've been able to have a bit more flexibility in my career. But I found that having made those changes in our own finances, I've been able to find more flexibility in my career. And so I wanted Mm -hmm. other people do the same. And that's what prompted me to start trying to do financial coaching on a wider scale. Part of that was prompted by the pandemic and this like glaring reality of how short life is and all of that. Mm -hmm. Like, well, if I'm going to do it, then let's do it. And here we are.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I love that because I think a lot of moms have sort of a goal or a passion that lies outside of their work, right? That's how I created this podcast really is because I felt passionate about other things outside of my day job. Exactly. So, Yeah, so I can imagine, you know, being in those fields like law, medicine, like those types of fields, it has to feel very sort of like you have to explain yourself to someone why you want to pivot, right? It's like you're constantly having to explain, well, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, because people are like, why would you want to walk away from a career like that?
1: Yeah, do I something do something else, right? I do think that that is a common thing when you've got fields like law and medicine where people are like, this is the thing, right? This is the dream or, or whatever. And as if you cannot also have those outside passions, like you mentioned, but so many of us are multi passionate and we are taught by society to just focus on your thing, right? Like, do your mm-hmm. career, your nine to five, and squeeze in life. In the little crevices that are left over. And part of my platform is that I don't think it should be that way. I believe that true wealth is having control of your time and that we should put our priorities in the right place. Right. As opposed to everything being like squeezed in around work. Why don't we Mm -hmm. have, you know, work fit in as a normal part of the rest of our lives.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love the way you just put that. That is, that pretty much sums it up. Like, that is all of our dreams, I think, to just have all of those pieces fit together, like in a way that works for us, right?
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Great. So, can you talk a little bit about, like, into the pandemic, like creating this business, still working as a lawyer, still balancing, you know, managing your family at home? How did all of that go? And any tips that you can give the listeners like coming out of that or still in it because we're still in it, right? So any tips you can give our listeners?
1: Well, I think if there's something on your heart that has been tugging at you, go for it. It's, you know, like I said, I've been doing financial coaching. It's been about three years now. I started back in January, 2018 with mm-hmm. friends and colleagues. And then I also had a blog where I was talking about our journey and things that i was learning and just sharing tips and all of that and it's something that just kept coming up right like i would do the blog and life got busy so i kind of put it on the back burner and then i come back to it and that kind of thing and so last year all of the things that just happened it started with the turn of the decade like 2020 it was like how is it 2020 i remember 2010 like 10 years <laughs> right that coupled with like all of the losses, starting with Kobe Bryant and his daughter. And then this pandemic, it was just like, what is happening, right? Like last mm-hmm. year, anyone could have imagined last year. And so yeah. I think that when we have something that we want to do, we've got to go for it. And I think it comes down to like making time for what's important to you, right? I think that a lot of times going back to what we just talked about with work and all of that, like we just keep running on autopilot, doing these things that we're supposed to do, but not thinking about what we really want for our lives. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that was big for me was sitting down and figuring out with my schedule where I can fit things in. And so I'm big on like getting up early before my kids, before my husband, so that I've got time to myself. So I fit in both things that I want to do for self-care, like I read my Bible, I journal, like all of that. Um, But then I also will do something related to my business. I also do things after the kids go to sleep. So like fitting in the time and like blocking it out, making it non-negotiable, because I think a lot of times, Kelly, we flake on ourselves. Like we have these things that we want to do and it's like, oh, I can do it next time. You know, put yourself on your calendar, make yourself a priority the same way that you make everyone else in your life a priority. That was what would be my biggest tips. I hope that they were clear because I feel like I started rambling and preaching a little bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, for sure. And I I love that you mentioned the sort of the non negotiable things to do for yourself, right? Because I talk about that a lot on this podcast, actually. And it's funny, because it's actually a question I ask at the end of the interview, but you answered it perfectly right now. So it's like, yes, we do need to do these things for ourselves. Because at the end of the day, if we don't, how can we show up for the other people?
1: Exactly. That was a big part of my journey. So after I had my second child, I completely lost myself. Like I remember crying in my friend's office at work. This was last no not last year, 2019. Like all of the days are running together with the pandemic. Um,
0: <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs>
1: I was crying in a friend's office and I was telling her that I wasn't the wife I wanted to be or the mom I wanted to be or the lawyer I wanted to be. And I just felt like I was failing in all areas. And, you know, everyone told me that going from one kid to two was like exponentially harder, but I couldn't really conceptualize what that meant. Right. I mean, even going from zero to one, like in my mind was going to be normal life, but just with a baby. Like it was going to (laughs) be But with that second child and like that kind of that feeling that I was failing in all areas, I ended up going to therapy and talking with my therapist. I was telling her, just like I had told my friend and my husband, like, I'm just failing and, you know, I'm not doing things I want to do. Not the wife I want to be, the mom I want to be, the lawyer I want to be. And she's like, well, what about the you you want to be? And that was just so mind blowing to me because I had not considered myself apart from those roles. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I completely lost myself and i think to your point about all of the energy that we pour out for other people we have to make sure that we are refilling our own cups like we can't show up for other people if we don't show up for ourselves and so i'm showing up in this energy of like defeat because i feel like i'm doing all the things wrong because I was not taking that time for myself. Like I wasn't before that doing the early morning, getting up, having time to myself and just doing the things that I wanted to do to refill my cup before I showed up and, you know, face the day for everyone else.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that's so important. And I think that we can't Talk about it enough because we still go back sometimes, even when we work through these mindset techniques. Sometimes I think we still have those moments where we just get completely overwhelmed in the moment and kind of forget, like, that we do have these sort of mechanisms we can use to help us through it. So I just think it's important to talk about that and, you know, let working moms know and moms in general, like, you know, There are ways to set your life up where it doesn't have to be so stressful and so full of burnout.
1: I completely agree.
0: Yeah, so great. So your podcast, let's talk a little bit about that. So you have a podcast called Wealthy-esque, and I love the title of that. Thank you. And yeah, I just love that. I downloaded it and I am going to start listening to that because I'm also I'm pursuing like a lot of the money mindset work right now myself and trying Mm -hmm. to read some of that material and get myself into a real like good positive money mindset. So I'd love to hear from you about money mindset and what do you think it means? Can you kind of describe to the audience like what getting in a good money mindset is and why it's important for you?
1: Yeah. So I think that aside from money mindset, just getting in a good mindset overall is big. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, I think that true wealth is having control of your time. And part of that is money. But part of that is also things like setting boundaries and learning how to say no and making that time for yourself. But as far as the money mindset in particular, I would say looking at your money and the things that you already know how to do, because so often we focus on, well, I don't know how to do this and this is overwhelming and how do you do that? And so then that makes us feel even more defeated. So focusing on the things that you already know how to do, that you're already doing well, and then looking at how you can build on those things. I think the other is not being afraid to look at, your money. Because I think so many of us are afraid of what we're going to see. You know, I certainly
0: was. (laughs) Yeah.
1: When we added up all of our debt and like hadn't looked at it in years, I was afraid of what we were going to see. But looking at it, it gives you the target that you're aiming for, as opposed to just kind of flailing around and throwing money at whatever, like knowing exactly what your target is, what you're aiming for helps to make things feel more attainable. So those would be the two biggest things that I would say.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of times, and I've been guilty of it in the past, just get so wrapped up kind of in feeling like a lack. Like, I don't have this. I need to keep saving for this. Or, you know, things like that. We're always like in a lack mindset. At least Mm -hmm. I have been in the past. But it's important to look at, you know, the positives and like, oh, yeah, I did pay off. Like, $2,000 in debt last year, or something, but I'm not giving myself credit for that.
1: Exactly. And that's so common. You know, I think that especially when you are an ambitious woman, you know, you are on to the next, right? It's like, oh yeah, I did that thing, but that doesn't even matter anymore. I've got to get to this next accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> but time, to celebrate the progress that you have made and the things that you have done is so important. And you know, like I think your mindset, your thoughts, all of that is really important because it ultimately determines the results that you get. And when you have these negative thoughts about your money or, you know, the defeat, the overwhelm, like all of that, it's going to lead to you not getting the results that you ultimately want.
0: Yeah, definitely. Hi, mamas. I wanted to tell you about the course I am going to be launching. So this course is the Working Mom Collective Business Launchpad. And this is for you if you're looking for an actionable plan to build your online business... And that's whether you want to build a side hustle, an online business to replace your day job, or maybe you're a mom who's currently not working for any number of reasons. Maybe you left your job in the middle of the pandemic or something else like that. And you really want to build a plan for an online business that is straightforward and will take you from your idea to an actual action plan for moving forward. So this course is for all the moms out there who are wanting to do something more, who have a bigger dream in their hearts. And in the course, I'm teaching you my specific method for setting up your business for success online. So if you're tired of spending your evenings, weekends, and middle of the night insomniac sessions, Googling your way to business success, then you are going to love the actionable steps you will walk away from with this course. I'm going to share with you how you can go from an idea to an action plan when it comes to starting an online business. So if you're ready to create a flexible business that aligns with your goals, dreams, and your desire to be present for your family, then sign up for the waitlist today for more details. And to get on the list to be the first to know when it opens, go to the workingmomcollective.com slash purpose. That is the workingmomcollective.com slash purpose. And you can sign up with your email to be the first to know when the business launch pad is available for you to join. And so I really would recommend getting on this launch list because I'm going to be sending out some freebies and some uh, special bonuses and a special discount for the people that join the wait list. So again, you can go to theworkingmomcollective.com slash purpose to sign up and to find all of the other details about the course. Hope to see you on the inside, mamas. So how would you describe financial independence? I guess just from a perspective of someone maybe who hasn't even heard of the term before. What would you describe it
1: as? So yes, financial independence is the point at which you have enough saved and invested that you theoretically never have to work for money again. And so yeah. a lot of the financial independence content will focus on investments. So what you have in your retirement accounts or any brokerage accounts, that kind of thing. But you also could do, you know, investments in real estate or in entrepreneurship. And ultimately, your expenses are really what are driving the financial independence point, because it is a point at which you have 25 times your expenses invested. And so that is big because we have so much control over our expenses, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to you know, be spending a lot of money, then of course, you're going to need a bit more invested. But if you find ways to cut expenses, then you could reach that point of financial independence much quicker.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important for people to hear that there is a way to achieve financial independence and to get there because I think sometimes it's so overwhelming for somebody, especially if, they are in a lot of debt at the time. And just to kind of move forward and formulate a plan and say, hey, this is actually possible.
1: Exactly. And that was the thing for us. Like when we were researching how to pay off debt, we came across the financial independence movement and we were just blown away because- finding out that people were paying off their debts sooner than they had to was already mind blowing for us. And then to find that people were investing so much that they were retiring from the traditional workforce in their 30s and 40s was even more mind blowing.
0: Yeah, for sure. That is definitely something, you know, I'm very interested in pursuing financial independence. And I know, I think that this type of information is just really beneficial and important and to empower women and working women. And because traditionally, a lot of financial resources have been directed towards men in general, right? You know, they've typically been the ones in the finance positions and in these roles and in these companies. But I'm really loving lately that there's so much more information directed towards women now.
1: I completely agree. And I was actually looking at, there was a study or something within the last few years, and it was talking about literature that's directed toward men talking about money versus women. And for men, it was all about investing. It was about how you can grow your money, that kind of thing. For women, it was overwhelmingly saving, finding deals, clipping coupons. And so I think that the messages that we receive through the media is just so interesting. And to your point, we have not mm-hmm. been you know, targeted for the type of information like financial independence, like investments and that kind of thing. So I'm loving the change.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's great. I'm excited to see everything moving forward and just, you know, all of the great things that different entrepreneurs are creating and all the programs just to get women educated in that mindset where they can take charge of their financial life.
1: Yes, completely agree.
0: So great. I love this conversation so much so far. It has been really great. I think the listeners are really going to get a lot out of all of this information. So you talk about managing your mindset and your money to reach financial independence as sort of a form of self-care
1: Yes. So I think managing your mindset, managing your money, all of that, especially to reach financial independence is a form of self-care because it's really the ultimate form of self-care, right? To have that kind of flexibility to make choices for your life that are not constrained by your money. We are really big on just being intentional with life. That is one of the things that I'm working on, especially this year, because I think last year highlighted a lot of areas where I had not been intentional. I thought that I was being better with it. But when you are on this path to financial independence and managing your money in a way that you're paying off debt, that you're saving and investing aggressively, then you've got a lot of flexibility. It just opens up a lot of options for you and you're able to make a lot more decisions Mm -hmm. that are focus on what you really need, what your family really needs, and not just on the money.
0: Yeah, I love the part about flexibility that you mentioned, because I think that is just such an important topic, especially for a podcast for working moms. Flexibility comes up again and again and again in different areas. And I think it's just, it's something I think we all really want. We all really strive for.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And I'll say for my own personal journey, you know, I mentioned that my husband and I have been paying off our debt over the last four years. We're still working on it, but we have made significant progress. And along the way, we've also saved and invested some. And so we're at the point now with our finances that I was able to drop down to about 50% at work in the pandemic because I'm home alone with our kids. My husband's still working outside of the home. And so balancing The Mm -hmm. full-time practice with caring for my kids, with my business was a bit of a struggle. But because we are on this journey, we were able to drop me down to about 50% to help me balance better.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's really wonderful that you were able to do that. Thank you. So I guess, what advice would you give to moms who are looking to either like better manage their finances, get into a better mindset or money mindset overall, what would you suggest they do like something they can just start today that doesn't take much effort?
1: The first thing that I would suggest is sit down and think about what you really value, like what really brings you joy in your life and you know just a list of you know 10 or so things you can do it with your spouse or you know significant other if you have one but just think about the top 10 things that you really value and then go back through and look at your spending over the last month the last 2 3 months and see if where you are spending lines up with the things that you value and the things that bring you joy. Because for a lot of us, Mm -hmm. self-included, it doesn't sometimes, right? And so those are areas (laughs) where you can make some quick wins by not spending on the things that you don't care about or not spending as much on the things that you don't care about and redirecting that money to the things that you do care about. You know, it's not about deprivation. Like I don't like that advice of, you know, just eat ramen noodles and walk everywhere and you can be, you know, good with your money. (laughs) (laughs) Redirect your spending, right? So that it's in line with what you care about cut the stuff that you don't care about, spend lavishly on the things that you do. And I think just that change helps tremendously with your finances because you'll find that the things that bring you joy, a lot of them probably don't cost money. And so you are probably spending on things you don't care about where you could save that money or redirect it to something that you do care about.
0: I absolutely love that piece of advice. That's so great right there. If the listeners take one thing from this podcast... take that piece of advice away. Because I think, yeah, that's just amazing. Sometimes we just spend and we don't even think about it. And then we go back and we're like, why did I buy that stuff? Like what? It doesn't like maybe it brings me joy in the the few minutes after I buy it. But then long term, like not so much, right?
1: Exactly. And, you know, I think a lot of times, especially when you are in the corporate field, you are seeing what your colleagues are doing, what, you know, maybe neighbors are doing. And you feel like, oh, well, we're doing about the same, you know, thing work wise. We're making about the same amount. If they're buying that, I should buy that too. And we're doing it just because everyone's doing and don't think about whether we actually care about that thing. It's like one example that I give all the time with people in law, like, you know, they'll have like the nicer cars and all that kind of stuff. I still drive a Honda Accord because I don't care so much about cars, but then my husband on the other hand does Mm -hmm. cars. And so when we had our second child, he was driving a coupe, you know, a two seater Honda, I guess not two seater, a two door Honda coupe. And we needed a bigger car because we weren't able to fit. It was like one of us and one car seat would fit in his coupe. So we needed a bigger car for the family and mm-hmm. he wanted to get something a little bit nicer. So he likes cars. We went and we got a nicer, it's an infinity SUV. And so, you know, that's the balance there. I don't care. So I'm driving something that's, you know, I guess not considered as nice, but he does care. So he drives something that is a little bit nicer on the <laughs> I love yeah. clothes and fashion. And he doesn't care about that. So I spend more on those things and he doesn't.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, looking at it as like a balance and what's more important to each person. Exactly. So what have you learned from your journey so far?
1: I think the biggest thing that I've learned is paying attention to what really matters, what I care about and being intentional with my life. As I mentioned last year, think highlighted the need for that even more. And so that has been something I'm really working on this year, just looking at all of the different things going on and making those intentional choices.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think the last year has made all of us really truly reflect on what is important to us.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, great. Well, thank you. I have just A couple of more questions for you and to kind of talk about like what you're currently working on in your business and some things that you like and are influenced by and things like that. So we already talked about this question. You brought it up early in the conversation, but do you have a non-negotiable practice that you have to do every day so you can start or end your day on a positive note?
1: Yes, my early morning, like getting up before everybody gets up, I will read my Bible, I journal, you know, all of those things. If I'm doing something for my business that day, I'll do that. But just having that time to myself where no one's looking for me, no one needs anything from me, it is critical to starting my day on a good fit, a good
0: foot. Yes, (laughs) I love that. And I'm still trying to get better at that because I do like to sleep. And so I'm more of a night owl. Sometimes I'll stay up later to get that quiet time.
1: Yeah, I find that having it in the morning is really good for me because then I'm like fresh and ready to go when I am hanging out with my kids for the rest of the day. I tend to be more of an early bird than a night owl.
0: Yeah, and like I talk about, like whatever works for each individual mom, right? It's not going to be the same thing, but... As long as you're taking some time, you're carving some time out of your day just for yourself.
1: Exactly. I completely agree with that.
0: Yeah. So what would be your favorite working mom sort of like hack to get you through a hectic or difficult day?
1: So the hack that I have developed since the pandemic and being home with my kids is taking 30 minutes when they're having their TV time, that's mommy time. I actually like have it blocked out on my calendar TV time slash mommy time. And so they're watching, you know, Mickey or whatever it is that they want to watch. And I'll just come like the next room over and just sit for a little bit. And it's not always uninterrupted time. They'll come in and (laughs)
0: like
1: just to have that downtime that's scheduled in that break right there in the middle of the day has been amazing.
0: Yes, that sounds amazing and I love that you say like schedule in the downtime. Like I think that's so important. Like even writing it down makes us more likely to actually do it.
1: Oh, absolutely because otherwise you'll just be going through your day, you know, running and you you'll look up and the day is over and you never took time for yourself.
0: Yep, that's happened many 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 times.
1: <laughs> <I'm here>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, who are your Favorite like podcasters, bloggers, a favorite author or other expert that has really influenced you.
1: So on the podcast side, I love uh, Patrice Washington with Redefining Wealth and Heather Chauvin with Mom Is in Control. As far as books, my favorite book for I say personal development, one of the books that really got me started looking at this living intentionally is called Essentialism by Greg McCune. I read that one all the time. And then also Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Those I think would be my recommendations for everyone.
0: Okay, perfect. Yeah, we'll include all those in the show notes and links so people can check those out. But I'm a book nerd and read several books a month. So I'm also going to add those to my list too.
1: Oh, yeah. Let me know what you think once you read them.
0: Yeah, for sure. So Ro, what are you currently working on within your business that you're most excited about?
1: I think the big thing is still my podcast. My podcast is still fairly new. It's about six months old now. And so just working on that and refining the direction for it is really big. I am just really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, it is such a fun thing, podcasting. And you don't realize how many sort of just like valuable connections you're actually going to make just by doing the podcast, you sort of have an idea or a topic in mind. And then you start talking to people. And you're just like, this is really, really fun. Like, and I think it helps with the social distancing stuff that we've had to do the past year, because we actually can have a conversation with somebody and feel like human.
1: (laughs) Yes, I completely agree. And I think I actually have connected with more people in the last year than I did before the pandemic. Like just shifting to this remote place where we're all meeting online has been really cool.
0: Same hair. Yeah, exact same. So, well, thank you so much, bro, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to tell your story and to share your advice. And I know, you know, everybody listening is really going to get a lot of value out of this and just really, really, really appreciate you coming on the show today.
1: Well, thank you again for having me. It was such a pleasure chatting with you.
0: Yes, it was with you as well. And I'll also include all of the resources we talked about in the show notes. And where do you hang out the most online so people can go over and follow you?
1: I am most often on Instagram and my handle is at I am Ro Thomas. And then you can also just find me on my website, RoThomas.com.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thanks. I would be so, so grateful if you went and left a rating and review of the podcast. So Apple loves it when you rate and review the podcast that you love listening to. And it would just mean the world to me if you went over and left a rating and review for the podcast So that way our show can be introduced to more working moms that really, really can gain positivity from these episodes that can teach them something. So if you go and leave a rating and review, I would be so grateful and just thank you again for continuing to listen every week. You are the reason why I continue to talk into this microphone for this podcast without you. I wouldn't didn't have the podcast. So thank you so much.